Hi, everyone. My name is Samuel, and I am joined today by... His father, in a remote location in Cleveland. And uh, his younger brother, Truman, calling in from sunny Williamsburg, Virginia. And we are, collectively, the Re... You... Podcast. Podcast. There we go. That worked pretty well. Podcast. (laughs) It's... (laughs) I think for three people in wildly different geographic locations, I, I think that the timing of that is acceptable. Podcast. Oh, did I come into Okay, you can, you can stop now. Anyway, we are here today on a lovely uh, blighted coronavirus Saturday to draft our ideal music festivals. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the concept of uh, kind of a, a draft, either in sports or in, in games. The idea is if someone picks a musical act or a band, the next person cannot use that same musical act or band. You have to uh, have contingency plans if somebody takes one of the artists that you want to use for your festival. Uh, Dad, do you think that accurately explains the premise here? Yeah, yeah, so... I want a definition, and that is, are we drafting the musical festival that we would like to see, or are we really supposed to think as a promoter and pick the bands that we think will get us the most ticket revenue, which of the two? Up to your determination, but I plan on drafting the music festival that I want to see and market. I first saw this done by Ryan Rossillo and Chris Long on Ryan Rossillo's The Ringer podcast, uh, usually sports guys with no sports to talk about, so they talked about music festivals, and I thought it was a pretty entertaining idea for the three of us to do, due to our crossover and music taste. So you can do it however you want it. You can have it be a two-day festival, a one-day festival, a three-day festival. You can pick the location of it, and you can determine the vibe and whatever else you want, you know, creativity is encouraged here, friends. But, can we have um, dead artists or broken up bands? Yes. So you can have both. You can have dead artists or broken up bands, but if you take a broken up band or a band that has gone through several incarnations of itself, you have to pick which incarnation you want. So if I wanted to pick, let's say, the Fugees, I could not then also pick Wyclef Jean. I would need to have him either as a solo artist or as part of the Fugees. Right. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. So let's just say uh, we'll pick top 10. Yeah, 10. 10 10, 10 bands, musical acts. And I think oldest, descending order from oldest to youngest. In our house, we always said youngest goes first. I know, so that's why I think we should do it reverse, especially when it comes to music, because you obviously influence both of our music tastes a lot. Well, and, and as you do your first pick, tell us where um, where your festival will take place, where you envision it. Boy, that's interesting. Well, it's going to be uh, in Philadelphia, because that's where one half of Live Aid was, and so I have a very nostalgic love of that venue it's also pretty well located on the northeast corridor you can get to it from a lot of places to the north to the south to the west uh so yeah it would be uh, at the philly uh, football stadium it, you know the one that live aid was played in is gone now but you know where the eagles now play uh in philly mm. and you guys really let me off the hook because if i were thinking 
ticket sales, that's a whole different set than what I would choose as like the greatest concert ever. <laughs> yes, but you should choose your greatest concert ever, old man. You've been, and you were very nice to let me go first, which means I'm taking Chuck Berry off the board. Oh, sh nice. damn it. <laughs> nice. The father of rock and roll. So what's, well, I guess we should, uh, uh, the only question I still have for this uh, festival setup is, is like, what's the what's the vibe? Are you going for a particular theme here, or or? He doesn't have to tell you. Oh, he doesn't have to tell. Game. You don't want a game against. Oh, okay. So we'll reveal that. Reveal that strategy yet. That'll be at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, I like this. I like this a lot. Okay. All right. So I. The second pick, Samuel. Go ahead. Second pick, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I think I have to defensively draft here. I think I'm gonna grab uh, Green Day right off the bat. Uh. Um, because it's it's they're huge, massive headliners. They themselves they they are a festival at this point. Wherever they go, they've successfully uh, metamorphosized themselves into the Who. Basically, I it'd probably be in real life very difficult to get them to play a festival as part of you know a collection of acts. But we're in fantasy land, so Green Day. Well done. Well done for sure. Where is your festival taking place? Oh yeah. So my festival is taking place in Brooklyn because, you know, it, it will become evident later as the theme evolves. But uh, I still have a lot of love for my, my brief, brief time in New York, the summer that I spent there. Uh, I spent a lot of time walking places, including walking through neighborhoods I probably shouldn't have been. But it all turned out fine. Hmm. All right. <laughs> so um, I had a couple you know, thoughts on venue. I decided pretty quickly I wanted a baseball stadium mm -hmm. um, as as my venue. Um, and I was thinking Fenway Park, but I have to be a homer and go for the Jake Progressive Field in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, city of rock and roll, the Cleveland Chamber yeah. of Tourism could certainly use the boost. Um so uh, we're gonna we're gonna have what's up? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I, I just want to say, are you sure you don't want to pick JPJ? Yes, it's not big enough, unfortunately. And you think Scott the Stadium. you think I, I the Cleveland Indians baseball field is big enough? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I also thought about Virginia Beach to build on the success of something in the water, but uh, I want to have it in a baseball stadium. And it's funny that Samuel mentioned The Who in his pick because that is my number one band on the draft board. Because I think Beautiful. The Who are a band that can shut down a Saturday night of a festival. Like They are your headliner. Yeah. Legends of their time and of their craft. Like They have the rock epics that you want to fill a stadium. Like They are gonna be the head act of my festival and they're gonna hold it down you can shut so, down a city yeah. if you're not careful <laughs> yeah so uh, i'm taking the who <clears throat> so this will be very interesting to see when we're done once we have compiled you know 30 acts how many of the 30 the three of us have seen yeah all right i think i think the percentage is going to be pretty high which i am very proud of my next pick is of course you two Ooh, damn. Oh, damn. Look, you guys let me go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's going to be a lot of defensive drafting, I think, after this round. Yeah, I just got to think of some more bands. All right, so you two, a little little blurb for your connection to them. I mean, we've done a podcast on them, but but. Well, I mean, the four that we've named so far are just you know the top of the rock legacy. You know, for when historians a hundred, two hundred years from now are studying this period. I mean, these have stood the test of time. These are bedrock acts. Uh, nobody has really picked someone yet that's idiosyncratic. I expect that we'll get to that, but you just can't knock how the longevity of each of those four groups so far proves how great they are. Right. Yeah. The fact that U2 has the same lineup as when they got started, you know, in Ireland in the late 70s, and, and the number of records they've sold is just astonishing. People don't give them enough credit for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they've been filling stadiums for decades, decades now. So a very sol- at least 40 years. So a very solid choice uh, to, to rock and roll. Speaking of acts that have opened for you, too, my second pick is going to be, because we are in Brooklyn, we must celebrate our alma mater. I'm picking Jay-Z before either of you can get to him. <laughs> very good. Nice. Absolutely. Nice, nice, nice. And and from those two alone, you might start to see what I'm formulating here, but but we'll we'll see. We'll see if I can keep it under wraps for for another pick. Yeah, I'm not seeing it yet. Um, but speak a little bit about uh, you know, is Jay Z on like a Friday night? Is he like Saturday afternoon? You know, Man, like what's happening? Here? That's so difficult because I mean, Green Day are are monsters. You can see how it plays out. So you have to. I think. Call your show. I think Jay-Z could actually be earlier in the festival because he opened All Points West back in 2009 and he had no yeah. he had no problem with that. There was no ego around that. He was he was very clearly honored to be the first person that people saw at All Points West. And yeah. he was filling in at the time for another band hopefully that I will uh get to throw up on here. But he he's uh for a man who has reached the stature and size that he has uh, I never really get, obviously he's proud of his wealth, as evidenced by his lyrics, but man seems to not have much of an ego when it comes to actually performing, or where he performs, or what order he performs. He's, I think I think I could put him pretty early in the festival and not have him be upset with that. Yeah, 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 nice. A lot of great names I have on my list for pick number two, but I think if we're going with the rock epics, I'm going to take... Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band as my second pick. Damn. You know, they're also amazing. Bruce went sixth. <laughs> and not earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Don't anybody share this podcast with Mr. Love. Right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it's, I, I want to lock him in for one. Um, and if you're going to have a festival like in Cleveland, that's like, yeah. I just think like you need that American rock voice and who better to do it than the man who is it. So yeah, we got Bruce Springsteen and of course with the E Street Band on, on Saturday evening before the Who. Nice. Nice. All right. Back to the top of the order. Father. Wow, this is a tough call because I am thinking of some defensive drafting, but I, I think uh, I'm going to have to grab 
group that, you know, if I if I really were worried about ticket sales, I would pick somebody younger. There are certainly global acts that would kind of fit this bill. But you know what? She's been headlining for a long time. She can still punch it out. So it's going to be Debbie, Harry, and Blondie. Damn. I know she's old at this point, but I've seen her at two different points within the last 20 years. And they were fantastic. They were tight. Yeah, so, no. I mean, sure. <laughs> so, you know, just say that my uh, concert is set in 1985 or something, if you really want to give me a little more wiggle room. But uh, I, I still think Blondie is a great group. They bridge a lot of different genres. They have also been a, a worldwide act. Uh, and I do want to have some female voices on there. They can fill a stadium. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no question. So I guess it's back to me now. I think looking at my list here, I kind of want to, I kind of do want to tip my hand a little bit. So my third pick, just because I'm amazed it's still around at this point, is going to be The Police. I, yeah, they're on my list, but um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm surprised I even let myself get to the third pick on that one. That's uh, <laughs> shameful for the amount of police I've listened to in my life. But, uh, you know, if we're in fantasy land here, if we get to reunite any band, resurrect yeah, resurrect the dead, like, the police is, you know, we are, so here's here's the thing. We need to be fair. Dad, you and I have always knocked the fact that, you know, the Beatles have less than 10 hours of recorded music. But... <sighs> So do the police. The police have a very small catalog. Five albums is nice, but it's not huge. But God, those five albums are all differently shaped and colored razor blades. They're all tuned to near perfection. There's only one or two tracks that I would really throw out of the entire catalog that I've deleted off my hard drive. And all of them have such unique identities that you can put the you can put this police playlist on shuffle as I often do, but I'll know, okay, that's coming from that album, that's coming from that era, that's coming from that voice, and just to see the legacy that all three of them have continued to craft in music and, and how strong their influence is on later bands, I I I think absolutely add them to the festival. They the problem is their ego, like they might have to go on last because they you know, Sting is not gonna not gonna play Friday night. You know, I might have to name the festival for them or something. I was thinking like when I was rough drafting um, uh, names for the festival, I was thinking cops and robbers maybe, but but we'll see. Cops and robbers and the police. Yeah. So at this point, another thing I think uh, in favor of the police, whom I really should have picked third. If you listen to live albums put out by the groups that we've named so far, you know, the, the top for the, the ability to put that energy across in a recording of a live show, it's got to be The Police, right, that WBCN recording, or even the recording of this, the concert that we saw in the aughts, uh, the Green Day uh, recording, you know, Bullet in a Bible is fantastic, and Bruce Springsteen has fantastic live recordings. I mean, all, all, well, and U2, U2 also has some really good stuff oh, yeah. that they put out on the anniversary of Joshua Tree. So, you know, that's one measure of why you would pick somebody for a live performance is, does that come across in a recording? Are they that good? I, I still think my favorite, maybe five seconds of live performance ever 
comes from one of the bootleg U2 recordings you have, Dad, of Wire. Just Bono's introduction to that song. Song about a lot of things. Song about a hypodermic needle. Song called Wire. And then just the edge just starts with whatever it is that he does. Oh my god. Your great live track, you know, on Rattle and Hum. Am I bugging ya? I don't mean to bug ya. Alright, Truman, you are back. What's up? <laughs> You're back, dude. It's your pick. I know. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, uh, you guys were going on there for a minute, so I thought, you, thought I'd let you guys rock and roll. I, uh, I'm going to move it to Friday night. Each, each day is going to have a different vibe for me. It's not kind of a consistent theme across. So Friday night, who I'm picking, who I, I think is going to really bring the party to a solid Friday night, is going to be Bruno Mars. Ooh. I'm going to have Bruno and his oh. incredible backup band uh, hold it down on Friday night for me. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what I need to say about Bruno Mars, um, but he's just an incredible live act, total party, has way too many, you know, big pop mega hits, um, you know, here in the U.S. and across the world. He's shut down the Super Bowl halftime show twice. Um, so I have every confidence in his ability to uh, really go to work on uh, on a Friday night of a festival. Absolutely. And he is the, the living American jukebox. I mean, he's, he's created yeah. so many songs that are absolutely his and absolutely original to him, but, but clearly recall other artists' stuff like that's that's a that's a skeleton key. You can put that in anywhere, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dad, back to you. Top of the order. Hey, this is gonna bring shame upon us all. <laughs> that the number seven pick. Oh no, I'm sorry. The number ten pick is Prince. Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Oof. Go. Yeah, that is. Uh, that's oof. Uh, he's upset with us. I feel that. I feel his eyes on us. He's upset. That's, that's yeah, we let that go a little long. Oh my god. You picked oh, Blondie before Prince? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Look, we've all we've all goofed here. Okay. <laughs> let V who is uh free from sin cast the first stone. <laughs> well thank god he's on the board. We've taken care of that, Samuel. Okay. Um I guess there's not really much to say about princes there that you don't have to already say. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna grab them because we're in fantasy land. I'm going to grab the Beasties. I'm going to grab Beastie Boys. We're in Brooklyn. Yeah, I saw that coming. You guys are probably starting to figure out the theme a little bit, maybe. We'll see. But, yeah, oh, my God, the Beasties. And I'm not going to let them play uh, any tracks that are not on license to ill. In fact, I might just demand that they just play the album start to finish. <laughs> I want I, w- I want the whole I want 1987 Beastie Boys. I don't want like enlightened meditation gurus, mahjong players. I don't want that. I don't want any of that. All right, Truman, you're up. It's a hard choice here, my friends. Um, um, I am gonna look to Sunday now. We've we've we're partying hard on Friday. We are melting our faces off with legendary rock acts on Saturday and then Sunday. We're going to wake up hungover and soulful. And who better to really bring everyone, wake everyone up and get everybody um, in that kind of spirit than uh, Miss Aretha Franklin herself. Um, 
I am taking Aretha Franklin. You know, perhaps I'm not sure if anybody else was thinking that kind of way or considering that kind of act, but um, I, I need her and I need her music somewhere in this festival. And so Sunday early afternoon when we're all waking up, we're going to have Aretha Franklin welcoming us to to a beautiful morning in, a, in Progressive Field. All right, Aretha's going to take him to church. Well, I'm crying now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, Dad. Gay. Marvin Gaye. Oh, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvin Gaye. I mean, if, if you want to have a successful conclusion to your Friday or Saturday night, you better put some Marvin on. I used to go out to parties. Nice. <laughs> I can't, yeah, can't sing too many more bars of that or his estate will go after me. Um. Did, did my pick of Aretha make you pick that just now, Dad? Or were you already planning on Marvin for your fifth pick? He and another artist uh, were absolutely on the list. It was just a question of when I thought I could get away with picking them. Mm. Mm. Okay, okay. It wasn't, it was defensive. You know, you guys are very nice to say how I've influenced you. I really think all three of us have very interesting and, and fantastic musical taste. Marvin is not one I think we really shared that much, but I am a gigantic Marvin Gaye fan. Yesterday, oh, I love Marvin Gaye. On Instagram yesterday, Spike Lee posted a snippet at the very end of Malcolm X. You know, it's just moving. Uh, Marvin's music has crossed a lot of different eras what he did in the early 70s to kind of break away from the very programmed motown sound was just fantastic oh, yeah. he james brown basically created a funk and soul of the 70s that i grew up with and so he's just a beautiful beautiful artist well we're bringing out some heavy hitters here so uh i guess it's time for me to Partially defensively draft, but also it still fits with my theme. I'm taking Run DMC because they're still on the board, man. Oh, baby. I don't know if I can curse on this podcast, but dang it. <laughs> you can cuss. You can cuss. It's, it's, it's... Well, so, so you, you're probably, both of you are probably aware of this, but that's a great pick, Samuel, because Run DMC and the Beasties toured together in the 80s. I know. There's not going to be much of Brooklyn left standing at the end of this, I don't think. This is just a, this is just just a demolition act more than anything else this is to celebrate the destruction of the historic barclays arena we weren't planning on it but now it's going to happen <laughs> all right truman you have a fifth pick i do have a fifth pick and it's tough but i'm actually gonna go with i, I continue to do this touching on bands that you guys somehow already happened to mention and our father just mentioned this one in his pick i'm taking james brown yeah, um, yeah i uh yeah I, I don't know what else to say but yeah he's he's going on friday night we're gonna party hard and it's gonna be incredible he's gonna perform like only he can and uh see if ever, anybody else can keep up so okay. yeah and i think you know maybe like he starts or Bruno starts and then they do a couple songs together. Yeah. Just to like really drive home the point and the badass connection musically that I think they they have and could have if they had some overlap, you know, in their performing in their peak performing years. So Nice. All right. Dad. Honey Cash. <sighs> when does I mean, assume he goes on, on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, 
he would be my answer to Aretha Franklin. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I didn't. Uh, I'll be fully honest with you guys. I didn't really pick like a mellow act, so I feel like I've got. You don't got... have to. You don't have to. <laughs> That's just what we're going for. Uh, well, you guys have plotted out your festivals better than I have. I'm just like, okay, i got to get these artists, and we'll figure it out later once I have them all signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, that's one way to do it. Well, you know, what's your sixth pick then, sir? My sixth pick is going to be Eminem. I'm going to take, take the wow. man himself. He's got the longevity. He's got the star power. And he's got, you know, records or guest spots on some of the artists that I've already picked. Uh, he's, he's got that overlap potential. Like you were talking about with James Brown and Bruno Mars, Truman, he could, he could slide into other people's sets really easily. All right. Back to you, Truman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wow. Okay. That came back quick. These are hard choices here, my friends. I am going to (laughs) take, this might entertain both of you. I'm going to take ACDC. Ooh. I am going to take ACDC, and they are going to kick off Saturday's Rock and Roll Fest, <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> they are, yeah, they're going to, it's going to be great. Look, they can, they can kick off a show and have everyone, you know, screaming at the top of their lungs without a problem, so uh, I'm trusting them, maybe like the afternoon banger when you're having a couple beers to like hold you in through the afternoon before you hit the hard stuff um, with Bruce and the who. Actually, I mean, Saturday is just kind of a beer day all the way throughout. But ACDC is going to make the make the place rock and shake on a, a Saturday afternoon. Are you going to wheel in some cannons for them to use on For Those About to Rock? Dude, we're going to have a lot of pyrotechnics. It's going to be... A, kind of a gross amount of pyrotechnics throughout Saturday, I'm sure, but especially with ACDC. The theme of Truman's festival being fire hazards. Um. Actually, I think the theme of Truman's picks is uh, the festival that he has not yet seen uh, of all of those groups. I don't think you've seen any of those in concert, have you, Truman? Correct. Ooh. Of yes. Ooh. It is a selfish draft in many ways. Wow, that's smart. I didn't think about that. Well, coming back to me, and again, uh, <laughs> the same thing we said about Prince. I can't believe we're now making our seventh pick, and I get the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see, I thought about taking them second, actually, after Springsteen, but I was like, I have the Who already, and I think I don't think the Who and the like. I don't think you can do the Who and the Stones <laughs> in one festival. You know what I mean? Yeah, it might be some problems backstage. Well, then I'm picking the greatest rock band ever. The I'll Rolling do it. Stones. Green Day's off the board, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter mentions for that. I will now finally dip away from the multi-platinum artists that we've been selecting. All those uh, gigantic monster acts that we have. I'm now going into purely defensive drafting mode. I'm taking Motion City soundtrack, baby. Uh, yeah, well, they're mine now. You stink. <laughs> Curse you, sir. All right, well, that's mine. Back to you, Truman. Mm, do I have to? That's uh, tough. Um, I'm going to take Fountains of Wayne. Damn it! 
if you're going to go for my heart, then I'm going to go for both of yours. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that, was yeah, that was unfortunate. I, I, I'm going to take fountains. Hey, I don't hey, have another choice. Yeah. It's like me, you know, picking Marvin Gaye and not picking James Brown. You know, I telegraphed it for somebody else. You telegraphed Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No complaining. <laughs> All right, Dad. Which leaves me free to pick Daft Punk. Son of a bitch! Wow, can we say the oldest amongst us was the first one to pick an electronic act? That's true. Man, yeah. that was literally going to be my next pick. Damn it. That's awesome. <sighs> now we're getting into it. Now we're getting into it. Um, yeah, now it gets interesting. All right, all right. I think I'm going to go then. <sighs> I think the only person who could even possibly be upset with this would be Truman. Dang it. But I'm going to go with Glitch Mob. Glitch, Glitch Mob. Uh. Glitch Mob is, has been very good to me. I've loved them for about a decade now, and if I can't get Daft Punk, I'll go with Glitch Mob. I view them in many ways to be the successors of Daft Punk, and I think they're carrying the torch pretty well. All right, Truman? Well, you know, I'm not sure how big of a fan either of y'all are, but just like how I paired Bruno and James Brown, I'd like to pair Aretha Franklin with the Queen Bee, Beyonce. Damn. Um, I'm, I'm, it's crazy that she's going yes. now, and it's crazy that this is just happening, but I, I cannot, con- like, like my conscience will not allow me to not have her in one of our lineups, um, just because of the massive impact that she has had musically and culturally in, in our nation. Um, so... Beyonce is is my next pick. That's also only our that's also only our third female artist, so we definitely got to pick it up on that front, gang. I will gladly attend Truman's festival to see Beyonce. Truman's uh, the other joke I was going to make was as soon as Truman said that, if we had been live, I would have immediately cut in with, "Well, Truman's uh, festival just became financially solvent." <laughs> it has well, been for some time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, once he picked Springsteen, it was solvent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so and that's, like, something to think about, right? Like, there are certain acts that you pick, and you know that, like, their fans are just going to show up and take yeah. over, for better or for yeah. worse. Yes. Like, Springsteen's fans are going to come through for this now, and I'm yeah. not sure how they're going to, like, Friday, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, once I picked the Stones, mine was solvent. Okay, Dad, you're back up to your ninth. And I was absolutely going to pick this before we talked about female artists. I hope Chrissy never listens to this podcast to hear how late I picked The Pretenders. Wow. I mean, Truman's the one in Cleveland, but yeah, sure, do do whatever. (laughs) Look, you guys are lucky I'm not using my 10th pick on, like, Josie and the Pussycats or something, all right? (gasps) Wait, can can I change my answer? No. Okay, fine. All right. Let's see here. For my ninth pick, I am going to grab Paramore, actually. Um, Paramore has continued to put out really, really, really interesting, smart, and challenging music for, like, over ten years. Uh, They start off as, you know, like, the very next generation after Green Day of pop punk. They're the ones who loved Green Day growing up, and then they started playing pop punk music. But... 
their last album in like 2017, it's almost a disco album. Like they they've they're doing yeah. so much interesting stuff. I, I I love Paramore. I'm a big fan of both old Paramore and new Paramore, and I hope they keep uh, putting out stuff. Their lead singer is about to release a solo album that like doesn't grab me, but but Paramore's not broken up. My understanding is she's just doing this, and and then they might have more. So wow, this is this is getting really difficult. It is because there's so many other bands that I want. Uh, okay, so <laughs> on the outside looking in. And I don't think they're going to get into my festival. Although I think if I wasn't thinking so quickly and taking Fountains of Wayne, I would have taken these guys instead. I would have taken the Killers. I'm not taking the Killers because my Rock Saturday is filled up now. Um, but wow, can they put on a good show? But Friday is going to be like late Friday after you have exhausted yourself with Bruno Mars and James Brown. At like 11 p.m. or later, probably. We're going like late into the night on Friday. Kendrick Lamar is going to come and melt everyone's faces and turn the entire thing upside down and probably have everybody going crazy until the sun comes up on Saturday. So Kendrick is my ninth pick. Okay, Dad, back to you. Purple Round, which Truman is right. This really tells as much about you as the very first pick. The 10th pick, where you're running out, uh, tells us a lot. So, and despite him telegraphing the killers and playing to my rock sensibilities, <laughs> these people have to be playing because Prince told his autobiographer that every single DJ, no matter what the venue, no matter the size of the crowd, every DJ should finish their set for the night playing Earth, Wind, and Fire's September. And so yeah. I'm picking Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yeah, baby. Wow, I'm amazed it took this long, honestly. Damn. Yeah, yeah that would do it. That's a really nice, easy come down to, to your festival there uh, for your 10th pick. And I'm stuck between a bunch of different options, so I think I'm just going to pick the act that is most likely to cause actual structural damage to the venue I am attending. Um, and I'm picking the hives, baby. We're just going to tear this sucker down. I have, I had, I desperately, desperately want to see the hives live. They are every every recording of them I've ever seen from either last year or ten years ago or twenty years ago. It's the same level of energy. It's the same level of movement. They are not so much playing their instruments as they are assaulting them. Some of the best crowd banter I've ever heard. Uh, I, it has to be the hives. And I don't know if I can, in good conscience, make them my last act, but whoever goes on after the hives is going to have to pick up after them as well. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, Daniel has, in some way, already answered the question that I'd like to ask. I know that he's really into the hives now. He's shared that with me. They're fantastic. But wow, them over the killers. I mean, the fact that we haven't picked the killers is really interesting to me. Uh, out of 29 choices. I don't think Samuel's as big of a killers fan as you and I are. I, I, I really appreciate their artistic contributions to the medium of rock, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of music that they have that just bums me the hell out. That like... <laughs> It really, like every single one of their, every single one of their albums is like, 
lyrically Nebraska, and like I, I can't really handle that. Like I can, like I can't even get through a solid listen of Sam's Town at this point because I'm just like, oh, it's all about failure, damnation, and regret, and I just can't handle that. Like, yes, it's yes, you can tell they come out of Las Vegas, can't you? Yeah, jeez, they're big in the UK, you know. Oh yeah, no. Um, the the lead singer of uh, Franz Ferdinand cites them as a huge influence. He said they were the reason that he realized it was okay to write what other people would perceive as pop songs. He's like, I had a long conversation with Brandon Flowers and he just convinced me to just like write music that I wanted to hear and that I cared about. And, you know, he, he absolved me basically of the sin of writing pop music. So He would too. Yeah. Well, with my final pick, I am still thinking thematically with my festival. Um, and so Sunday I am going to throw into the powerful mix of Aretha Franklin and Beyonce uh, I'm going to throw in Mac Miller, and I'm going to have Mac Miller's uh, slower stuff on display for sure on Sunday, but some of his best day ever, uh, Blue Slide Park. I mean, it's it's all going to be brought to bear, but um, I, I need Mac Miller on that lineup, um, and so Mac Miller is going to round out my uh, my Sunday. And I think I think his vibes are going to match up well you know, to kind of come down and, you know, maybe a good Sunday afternoon, like wrap things up really nicely after the power of Beyonce and Aretha Franklin. So on your list, Truman, you've only seen Fountains of Wayne. Correct. And on Samuel's list. I've seen, I've seen Motion City Soundtrack, I've seen The Police, and I've seen Green Day. That's it. That's interesting. Dad, you've seen Chuck Berry, you've seen U2, you've seen Blondie, you've seen... you've. Did you see Johnny Cash? Actually, I didn't see Prince. You saw Prince, so I did put an asterisk because one of us has seen Prince. I've seen The Stones, I've seen The Pretenders, and I've seen Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Well, That's... And I would like to apologize to Ray Charles, Brian Setzer, <laughs> and uh, Donna Summer. Yeah. Deep regrets. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to, yeah. Uh, I'd like to apologize to B.B. King, <laughs> who's also on my list for Sunday, as well as Rage Against the Machine, uh, and uh, Justin Timberlake. I would like to apologize to uh, My Chemical Romance, Bad Religion, and Franz Ferdinand. I love you all dearly. I I, I probably shouldn't have picked the glitch mob, but I was re- reacting defensively. I was in a panic. Daft Punk was was uh it hit me kind of hard so i was just kind of scrambling but you know uh, and oh and we should all apologize to the kinks mm. <laughs> yeah i'm oh, good oh. i'm hold on apologize to who clash and joe jackson oh god oh god what have we done Look, there are endless bands we can name, but I think we should use the ending of this time to go through the bands that you have and, and lay them out in, in your lineup. Oh, yeah, and, and we should wrap up. We've gone 45 minutes, which is awesome. Um, and I'm going to take the very easy answer. You're going to hate this, Truman, but, you know, I watched two concerts you know, Live Aid was two concerts, 
interchanging back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, where they jammed all of these artists into one day. So screw it. My concert is on one day, and you're just going to have to deal with it, people. Oof. I have no sort of thoughts to like order because I've never attended a music festival. I don't really get Truman's like describing vibes and he's he's very good at being in tune with like the order in which these should occur. I, I have no idea. But I'll tell you the theme. I, I had spent a lot of time thinking about the thematic implications of the, the concert and I really wanted it to be kind of a meeting of, of hip hop and rock. I wanted to call the entire... Uh, festival hybrid theory named after the first album that um, Lincoln Park put out which is now shameful that I didn't draft Lincoln Park but I, I you know I wanted Run DMC I wanted I wanted Beastie Boys uh, there's a great it's a fan-made mashup but there's a great mashup of Eminem's uh, a couple Eminem tracks with some Green Day tracks there's some great mashups with uh, Jay-Z and and a bunch of other bands and you know, Glitch Mob can do remixes of just about anyone's beat. You know, it. I think it all it can all fit together pretty well, except for the hives. They're not going to fit with any of the hip-hop nonsense. They're just going to, like, just bite railings with their teeth. I don't know. They're going to do whatever it is they do. So, but Truman, back to you. You've clearly thought out the order. Yeah, definitely. So, so Friday is going to be Bruno and then James Brown with them combining for at least a little while and then Kendrick after them late night, like late, late night Saturday, we're going to start off with fountains of Wayne, uh, gone fishing for power pop. Um, we're going to move into ACDC, then Bruce Springsteen as the sunsets. And then we're going to hit the first notes of, um, won't get fooled again as the lights come on in the Jake. Um, and it's going to be awesome. And then Sunday, we're going to wake up with Aretha. Aretha and Beyonce will share the stage for a little while. Beyonce will hype you up a little bit towards the end of her set. Mac will come in with his more high-paced, uh, fast-paced, fun rap. And then he'll bring you down um, and, and slow everything down and wrap things up right at the end of Sunday with some of the slower stuff. Well, I think Truman wins on the schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's clearly thought this out. Well, I also have the advantage of hearing others do this before. Yeah. But I think Samuel does win for the coherence of his list. Mm -hmm. That all makes sense. Actually. Yeah. Even the hives. I mean, Samuel, you can pair them up against, you know, Green Day and the police, right? That would be a, a really great day, those three. Yeah. 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 Andy, Andy Summers would have no problem keeping up with the hives. Sting would just kind of be disgusted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh? He's disgusted by those things that aren't him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, gang. That is a pretty good uh, festival lineup. I'm sure we've got a bunch of other picks. I, I have like 20, 30 artists written down here, but but I think this all shook out pretty well, and I've written all these down, and... We'll post these with the podcast and let other people comment on them in, in the comments. So thank you, guys. Sounds good. I look forward to, uh, to reading what people think. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Everyone take a word. This has been the Review Podcast. Yay. There we go. Podcast. No, wait. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> View. Re. Podcast. Damn it. <laughs>